In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from Esther chapter 7, verses 2 through 6, where we'll see a little bit of Israel's salvation story. Esther chapter 7, verses 2 through 6 says, And on the second day, as they were drinking wine after the feast, the king again said to Esther, What is your wish, Queen Esther? It shall be granted you. And what is your request? Even to the half of my kingdom it shall be fulfilled. Then Queen Esther answered, If I have found favor in your sight, O king, and if it please the king, let my life be granted me for my wish, and my people for my request. For we have been sold, I and my people, to be destroyed, to be killed, and to be annihilated. If we had been sold merely as slaves, men and women, I would have been silent, for our affliction is not to be compared with the loss to the king. Then King Ahasuerus said to Queen Esther, Who is he, and where is he who has dared to do this? And Esther said, A foe, an enemy, the wicked Haman. Then Haman was terrified before the king and the queen. Esther is responding largely to the situation in which she found herself. She was the queen, but she was one of many queens. She was able to gain an audience with the king at great risk to herself. And she did all of this because there was this wicked man named Haman who was irritated by the fact that Mordecai, a Jewish man and Esther's uncle, wouldn't give him the honor that he felt he deserved. Because of this, Haman was launching this great plot against the Jews, simply so he could kill this one man. But Esther was in a position to foil Haman's plot and ultimately save the people of Israel. Here are three thoughts on Israel's salvation story from Esther chapter 7, verses 2 through 6. Thought number one, risky business. It's not an easy thing to save a group of people. Certainly not an easy thing to save a group of people from somebody who is power hungry and a little bit mad with fame. And yet this is what Esther is setting herself up to do. She is positioning herself in an audience with the king and Haman at the same time so she can point out that it is he who is trying desperately to kill all of her people. It was a risky thing for Esther to set this scenario up where she and Haman and the king were all in the same place together. But she did so because she knew that the cost of not doing so could mean her life and definitely would mean the lives of many of her countrymen. Thought number two, selfless behavior. There's a clear contrast between the behavior of Esther and the behavior of Haman in this book. Esther is acting in a selfless way. She is presenting herself to the king and not trying to fool him, not trying to trick him, not trying to make great gains for herself, but she is simply trying to establish justice for her people. Haman, on the other hand, is always seeking to gain notoriety and attention for himself. He wants to be the one to whom all honor is paid. And this is clearly seen when the king asks him how someone should be honored. Haman wants to be paraded around the city and have everybody look at him and see that he is a great and faithful servant to the king. And yet, he ultimately has to do that for Mordecai. Esther's selflessness is in clear contrast to Haman's selfishness. Thought number three, 
ultimate justice. There's an ultimate justice that takes place where the selfishness of Haman and the selflessness of Esther come to a head right in the presence of the king. And when all of this takes place, it is Esther who is seen as being selfless and the one to whom justice is granted. It is Haman, the selfish one, the one who wanted to make a name for himself, the one who was seeking out honor and glory amongst the people. He is the one who is ultimately shamed and brought low in the sight of the entire empire. There's a lesson in there for us. The lesson is that the Lord brings about the salvation of his people through everyday and ordinary means the majority of the time. He uses people in their everyday circumstances and everyday situations in life to bring about his purposes in the world. Because of this, we can understand our various actions that we take as a part of the greater salvation story for the people of God, where the Lord utilizes us as means to accomplish his ultimate ends, his glorification, and our joy in it. These three thoughts come from the assigned reading of Esther, chapters 6 through 10. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by clicking on the link below or by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.